everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Bands in Town and Hypebot. Thank you to both of you for everything you do to support the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Hello. And starting this week, really excited to announce a new weekly sponsor, Bandzoogle. Um, so from garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step -step system will get you online in minutes, choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, and then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. It's built, this is really important, it's built for musicians and by musicians. So this right. is specifically for musicians. Banzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK already built in, including merch and download to sell your music and merch commission-free, people. Commission-free. They're not dinging you every time a sale happens. A tour calendar to promote your shows and sell tickets directly there, commission-free again. Mailing list tools, integrations to pull in content from Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, etc., and, of course, live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So yeah. head over to Banzoogle.com, sign up for their 30-day free trial, throw in the promo code, write this down, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So MUSICBIZWEEKLY gets you 15% off. So welcome, Banzoogle. We, yeah. Jay, Jay, you and I have been users of Banzoogle on and off through many of our clients for many years. Yep. They've been around for, what, 10, 15 years? 15 so, years, yeah. yeah. So the, these guys understand this. They're Again, they're musicians. They're building this They understand music. music. Yep, yep, yep. So after that big welcome to Banzoogle, guess who our f guest is this week? And this is, th I swear to God, this didn't happen this wasn't planned we had another guest planned and the planets aligned the schedule got in the way and we had a, a last minute opening here and i reached out to dave at banzoogle and i said dave because he was going to come on in august sure like, would you like to come on sooner especially to talk about their new crowdfunding effort yeah so let it roll you're going to get all sorts of great information on banzoogle's new crowdfunding platform and today we have a guest. We have Dave Cool. Yes, that's his real name. Director of Artist and Industry Outreach at Banzoogle. I love your your footer and your email. That was great, Dave. That's a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, man. I get asked. I mean, it's it's a daily thing. So I figure it'd be uh, kind of funny to put it in the email signature. Uh, people do notice it and laugh. They're, 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 pro great. they're probably like, is that your rock star name? Yeah, your stage <laughs> well, name. In the previous lifetime, when I was a rock drummer, um, every, people thought it was a stage name. I was like, that would be the lamest stage name I could possibly come up well, with. So it, no, it, it's not it, stage it, name. it depends on what type of a band you are and where you were playing. So you know, let's be let's be honest. If you were on the Sunset Strip in the mid '80s, Dave Cool would actually be pretty much a very tame name compared to some of the. <laughs> Nikki Six. Yeah, I mean the Beatles originally had Pete Best, right, on drums. That's, true. that's, that's a true. cool name. It is. It if they is. Had email back then, he probably would say that's really my name. So, so Dave, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's been a while since you've been on the Music Biz Weekly podcast. Um, why don't you kind of 
update us on some of the the goings on in the Banzoogle world lately. I know crowdfunding is something that's very new, and that's kind of very timely with everything that's going on in the pledge world or lack thereof <laughs> indeed indeed yeah i think the last time i was on there was a different co-host i think brian was yeah still brian was probably still <laughs> way back when yeah yeah so it's been a minute um lots has you know changed at banzoogle in terms of uh well we have a new ceo who you guys had on uh, late last year uh stacy yep. uh she was the the very first support tech hired like 11 years ago and uh, she's now the, the company ceo and it's amazing um we're launching more new features and functionality than ever before under her leadership which is awesome and you know to take one quick step back like banzoogle spent a couple years um, like 2017, 2018, really focusing on upping our design tools. Um, you know, we're going up against huge competitors. So now, when you I'm sorry to interrupt, but when you say design tools, let's let's let the viewers know that have never heard of Banzoogle. Design of what? So yeah, so we power yeah. That's that's a great question. I should back up. So we're we're a website platform for musicians. So it's an all-in-one platform. You can build your professional website. Your custom domain is included. Hosting. You, uh, you can sell music, merch, tickets, commission free. Run your mailing list. All built into one place with awesome support seven days a week. We're mostly musicians or former musicians at the company. So right. it's founded by a so musician. You get musicians. Yeah. Like during the summer, we have to replace half our support team because they're on tour supporting their new albums. You know, like it's <laughs> it's that kind of vibe at the company. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you know, we're and all of the features and the functionality, we, we're celebrating our 15th year. So we've been around for a while. Like there's really only a couple of tech companies that have been around as long as us, like the CD babies of the world. Like there's a right. there's a handful of us. That have been around that long so we've been constantly improving the platform based on feedback from musicians because that's our only focus so in 15 years we've added quite a lot um in the last couple of years i'd say that we've really been focused on adding new templates new design functionality more design customization options more design flexibility into the platform because again we are facing these behemoth companies in squarespace and wix that are in this like market share battle and you know buying super bowl ads sure and, you know, spending more money in marketing on one commercial than we had in 15 years, essentially. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a couple designers, maybe five or six developers. Those companies have hundreds of each, you know. Yeah, but the big company. difference, though, Dave, is, and you touched on this a second ago, is, yeah, there's there's other competitors there, but you're specifically kind of targeted at those uh, musicians and artists, and and I've worked with a couple of those other you know uh, services, and their challenges sometimes because they really don't get your world. There's specific things that you need to understand about how an artist uh, interacts uh, with his merch, his music, his fans, right? Exactly, and and so that's the stuff that we know really well, and that's our advantage. And and even though we are facing the biggest competitors we ever have in our in our lifetime as a company, we're growing faster than we ever have in our history. Like we're doing well, even facing these these competitors, and it's because we know the space so well, and because it is it it is our world. And so after a couple of years of really focusing on on design tools and making sure that if I'm a musician and I try Squarespace or Wix and I try Banzoogle, that you're not going to have an issue finding a great looking template on Banzoogle or doing any design customizations. Like we want to make sure that we were on par with these companies that have vastly more resources, but that was our goal. And we feel we've gotten, we've gotten there and then some, 
And so now, and I'm going to answer your question, Michael, I swear. Uh, <laughs> now, um, now we're starting to do some really fun things because now we can put our development and design resources into launching a new crowdfunding feature, uh, launching a singles feature, which is coming out in a few weeks, launching a, a set list feature for cover bands to make it easier to show their catalog of music they can play at live shows. We're launching, I can't say yet, but we're launching a major new director fan feature later this summer. Like, all of these things that these tools, uh, revamping our mailing list is coming up uh, later this year. So all of these tools that musicians on the ground need for their careers, like we're really now able to fully focus our attention on more quickly releasing new features, adding functionality to those features. So uh, the crowdfunding thing, what like you said, Michael, is timely. Given what happened with Pledge Music, they were a partner of ours. I was a huge fan of them personally since day one. Ben Benji, the founder, was a Benji. Sure. Remember? Years like yeah. we've known him since the company started. I was such a huge fan, and our of course you guys know uh, musicians that were affected. We have members that were affected by that that lost tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, yeah. the whole thing is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's such a mess, and we decided to sort of enter the fray because you know we've been around for fifteen years. We're not going yeah. anywhere. We're privately owned and operated. We've never taken VC. There's no board of directors telling us what to do. So our only focus is on building tools for musicians and when it comes to e-commerce we don't even touch the transaction it is goes it all baked in dave i mean yeah. when you're talking about ecrm and you're talking about commerce and all of these things you're not using third-party providers and putting it all together this is all under one umbrella correct exactly that's a great question so it's all built in it's all our own uh tools so the digital music sales the physical merch sales ticket sales um you can do digital file sales you can do you can sell experiences people still do that <laughs> no. yeah <laughs> all right okay. um and so we just skin it to make it look great we make sure it works perfectly on mobile devices but the transaction happens between the artists themselves and their fans. It goes from the fan Stripe or PayPal account yep. directly into the artist's Stripe or PayPal account. We don't get involved. We don't take a commission. We don't touch the transaction. So it's really a direct relationship. It, it, it's powering that direct relationship between artist and, and fan and just staying out of the way, um, which, as we know, with Pledge, that's where things got a little bit muddy and messy is that, you know, obviously... Um, when you're a platform that's relying on a percentage of of income coming in, um, I guess there is that temptation. We can either get into that. I'm sure you guys have spoken about this a million times, but there's that temptation to use the excess, you know, the other 85% to reinvest yes. in your company to try to grow. But if you don't, then you've used money that's not yours. Yeah, I and mean, I, the, I've I've yeah. I've I've been involved in companies that you know, ticket sales is just a is a is a great example. I mean, the the ticket float is a very tempting pot of money for a ticket seller to touch. But again, it's a float. That money, at, you know, once the show is done and closed, that money has to be released out to artists and whoever else is involved in it. And if you've yeah. spent that money on something else and now no. you're taking money from somebody else's ticket sales to close, the, you know, it's, it's a it, domino it's effect. It's a domino effect, <laughs> yeah, which I bad. think I think Pledge Music has has illustrated that it can get out of control very quickly. Yeah. And um, it's too bad because we loved it just like you did, Dave. I mean, we, Michael and I were big fans of the concept 
Um, so anyway, Michael, D- Dave, I, I definitely want to get into more detail on, on your crowdfunding service, but a quick question. So you've got all this great stuff baked in you, e-commerce, selling music, tour dates, all of this stuff for, for a lot of artists. That's great because they just don't understand how to use third parties that even you know and there's there's plenty of third parties that do have great one-off services they just don't understand how to use them let alone well then how do i embed that into my website saying that does bandzoogle work well with outside players so if you wanted to use bands in town for your tour dates and embed bands in town rather than using Banzoogle's tour dates, you could. If you right. wanted or to MailChimp for ECRM. Ma- MailChimp or, or you know, because you're you're now you're you're a band at the level of, well, I'm selling tickets, but it's always through Ticketmaster. So, mm-hmm. you know, me selling them myself, I'm I'm not physically selling my own tickets anymore. I gotta sell it through the provider. Do you work well with that type of stuff that it becomes easy you to You play generate? well with others, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We try our best. We try our best. Uh, generally, I say, yeah, we definitely do. As long as, though, as those services have an embeddable widget of some kind, we have an HTML feature where you can just embed a, any outside HTML. So whether it's a MailChimp sign-up form, even though, like you said, like we have our built-in mailing list, but if, if an artist wants some of those like really advanced automation tools um, that you can get on a, on a mailing list service, that, that's all they focus on, and you're going to be paying a premium, obviously, for that service. But if you're sure. using that and you're at that level, you can embed that sign up form bands in town is an interesting one like we have we all have a mutual friend bruce uh from ipod who yep, sure. now working with bands in town i mean bands Eagles had a an integration with bands in town for years so you can actually just put your uh profile link and it'll automatically import all the right. dates and skin it to match your website automatically even if you wow. change templates or colors or you can embed the widget as well so that's that's not an issue we also have an integration with Bandcamp. we're the only ones uh the oh, only platform great. to have that um, and it's, it's, you know, even though, again, we have our own built-in music players where you can sell digital music and sell CDs and vinyl commission-free, we find that a lot of indie labels use the Bandcamp integration because they already have all their stuff on Bandcamp and to have to re-upload it. They want all their sales centralized in one place, so they just put the links to all the albums for all their artists, and again, it pulls in all the information, skins it to match your website, but all the streams and sales are happening through Bandcamp. So we're the only ones who have that. Um, But again, you can embed the widget if you want, but these integrations make it so that if you tweak the colors or change the template, those integrations will change designs with the changes you're making so that you don't have to go back and and fix the colors or whatever on on the widgets. Let let me ask you, so you obviously provide the functionality that you could sell your own music right through Bandcamp. Um, what has, has there been thoughts, discussions to actually add a distributor arm to all of this? That now, in addition to just selling the MP3 direct, hey, we could get you it distributed out to iTunes. And, you know, you know, yeah. th- there's there's dozens of those players <laughs> out there, and it it seems yeah. to me from a baked-in feature set, that's another really nice artist thing of like. Oh, geez, I could do everything right here in one, one stop spot. Shop. Yeah, exactly. So it's a great question. Um, you know, we've been work, we've been partnered with TuneCore for years, and um, you know, CD Baby has Host Baby as a sort of you yeah. know competitor to ours. But you know, we have an opinion. You know, 
we find that host baby's kind of fallen a little bit behind, obviously, I, I would, on the technology I would, I would, side. I would agree. I've, I've had clients who've had host baby, and it's for, you know, the polite term is it's a little bit difficult, clunky to use. Yeah, and it's not their focus as a company, right? Like, I remember, like, I've known, I've been following CD Baby since they launched. I was friends with Derek Sivers for many years and watched the company grow. And, and they're a great company, and obviously their focus is really on other things. And so Host Baby's kind of, we used to see them, like, Banzoo and Host Baby used to be very competitive. And now, you know, Host Baby less so. But, um, you know, CD Baby is a company, you know, obviously great reputation, super yep. musician-friendly, like, love what they do with their blog, their podcast, with their conference. Like it's such a, we can relate to them on that level where it's all about music, edu you know, musician education and um, really being about the artist. And so there's companies like that. Um, so we, we partner with TuneCore and we've been working with them for years. There's obviously DistroKid now that's partially owned by Spotify. There's a lot right. of players out there. And then there's, there's so many others, like there's literally dozens, like you mentioned. And yeah. so for us, I, well, on one hand, agree, like, yeah, like if we added some functionality, like a DistroKid-esque, like automated system that you can distribute to, you know, all the stores, it might be a nice add-on, but we also see it as a very different business um, and yeah. one that might require like a different resources in terms of like partnerships and support and technology. And no, plus it's you've got you've got TuneCore there anyway. So, yeah. well, let me let me ask you this. You know, is there? Can you point out any of your artists that you work with that you feel like are really doing it right, that are killing it? And I, and I'm sure there's tons of examples. But for people who haven't been on the platform and don't know the capabilities, are there? You know, maybe a few artists that they should check out to that are using. Banzoogle kind of to its fullest or at least doing something really cool with it? Yeah, exactly. Um, one quick note just to finalize, sorry, I just thought something sure. the, uh, the, the digital distribution because it is a great question, Michael. Um, I would say that we see like websites, email, and direct-to-fan e-commerce all kind of really relating. Digital distribution obviously is, is another part of that, but we find that we don't, we've decided long ago that we don't want to uh, we're a small company and we're good at what we do when we focus on what we're like, this is the thing we do well. Right. And so we don't want to distract from that. Um, again, we don't have tens of millions of dollars of VC coming in to hire a whole new development team and marketing team to do all that. So internally, it's more just focusing on our strengths and then working with partners for the things that we um, know are important for musicians, but you know, um, working with companies that we think are doing a good job at those things. So back to your question, because um, there was a great question, Michael, I just want to make sure to, to address it properly. But in terms of artists that are killing it on Ben Siegel, there's, there's a lot, you know, we have over 37,000 um, active members. And I'd say a couple that come immediately to mind are uh, Enter the Haggis, uh, who are a band based uh, in the States. Well, their members are a little bit all over North America, but um, you know, they use our tools so effectively that they've been with Banzoogle for years. They were on a major label years ago um, and they've got a really uh, passionate fan base and they actually crowdfunded through Banzoogle uh, years ago um, when we didn't have nearly as many tools as we have now. We didn't have sound scan reporting back then. We didn't have pre-orders back then. Like they really hacked our store features. This is going back probably seven or eight years um, to do a crowdfunding campaign. And they really leveraged the store, the mailing list, 
and some of the e-commerce tools. So like they were smart enough. Here's an example. They were smart enough that during the making of their album, they brought in a couple of people with cameras to, to film the whole thing. And then the guitar player cut a 45 minute documentary about the making of their album. Nice. S- sent out a dedicated email blast through his band, through, you know, Bandzoogle using our mailing list tool, uh, using our discount codes, functionality on the store saying for the next 24 hours you can get this exclusive documentary for 50 percent off and you know sold a couple of thousand copies of it in 24 hours uh we don't take any cut of those sales so it was a nice way to bump up the revenues even more for an album they were working on so they're really savvy with stuff like that there's um well you guys probably know him or you know you know of his the company he founded but uh, derek webb who founded noise trade yep mm-hmm is a Bandzoogle member and uh, once in a while I'll get texts from him like he's in an airport and he's like I just did this through my phone this is insane like it's so easy like I just launched a new single from my <laughs> from my phone wow. um, through my Bandzoogle site but he uses his website data he uses our commission free ticket sales our ticketing platform is very it's it's pretty basic like there's no seating charts or anything like that it's all uh, general admission but people who do house concerts it's perfect because it's a way for people to pre-purchase tickets to the house concert. And that's what Derek Webb does. He sells out. He looks at his data from his website. He, he couples that yeah. with streaming data, um, social media data, picks the locations where he's got a concentration of fans, geo-targets his emails, sells tickets, finds a con- house concert host, sells tickets through his website, through a private page um, for that specific show, sells 40 tickets. It's a sellout, 20 bucks a pop, goes to that market. Plays, plays a show, comes back, and that's he's been doing that now for the last Makes at least easy. two years. Yeah, so just utilizing the data and the commission-free tools. Again, like if you're talking 10%, 15% off of that much revenue over over last couple of years, it makes a big difference for, sure. for an artist up. doing it on their own. That, you know, that pays for your flights, it pays for gas, it pays for meals, that kind of thing. So those two examples come to mind of, of musicians that are really paying attention yeah, right. to data, use leveraging all the tools available to them and you know maximizing that return um when uh, when promoting anything or selling anything to their fans can can you go into more detail on some of the specifics of the crowdfunding you know so uh, you know how uh, right or wrong people are going to go well how does it compare to pledge and you know what you know that would be my question how does it compare We're, we understand we understand crowdfunding through the pledge model and through kickstarter are you just copying everything and putting it into your own platform have you added your own bells and whistles to it give us a little more info in your crowdfunding efforts sure so i'll i'll tell you our strengths and some of our weaknesses weaknesses as well and what we're working on to address those weaknesses and and we made the announcement um you know you know last month um because of what was going on with Pledge, and we knew that it was that musicians were using our platform for crowdfunding, but we knew we weren't framing it properly, and maybe not um, providing enough resources to those musicians to do it more effectively through our platform. So what we did was we took a bunch of our built-in tools and created a, a crowdfunding template, more or less, that you can add as a preset page template. Lays out all the features on the page. So you're just plugging in content at that point. Um, adding, you know, we've added help articles, and we're going to have some more resources coming soon. But everything you could do, um, like when you add that template to your website, you know, you've got you can 
um, embed the intro video through our YouTube integration. So you just put the link, you got the video, you can add text for a little intro. Um, so we do pre-orders, um, of course, digital, you can do pre-orders, um, bundling digital music with CDs or vinyl. Um, similar to Pledge and an advantage that we have over generic platforms uh, like Kickstarter, Indiegogo or others that Pledge did have was that we report to SoundScan. So that's important for those mid or higher level artists and labels that um, do have a chance at charting. Um, so we can do pre-orders in the day of the release. All those uh, sales are reported to SoundScan. Um, Besides that, you can sell any type of merch again, any type of experience. You can make a donation button so you can make it a pay anything you want. You don't really care about the reward. Do you kind have of to option. supply that merch or do you have partners like, you know, <laughs> you know, like a bandware or somebody? Do you have partners that can help people who may not know how to go down that road? Yeah, so that goes into our weaknesses category, which we're going to be addressing. <laughs> okay, but, all right. Uh, um, Go ahead. And so I'll get to that in one second because it is important and we're very aware of that. Um, like, for instance, Sounds, SoundScan uh, does reporting in for Canadian and U.S. sales. We right. currently don't report to U.K. charts, which is a different entity. And so... Uh, we'll be reaching out to them. <laughs> and so because Pledge was based in the UK, we're starting to hear from our um, our members based in the UK, like, hey, like most of my sales are going to happen here and you guys don't report to the UK official music charts. So uh, we talked to Nielsen about that. They don't, they're not involved in those charts. So um, we're going to be approaching the UK music industry to, you know, figure out how we can start doing that. So that's one weakness. Um, the merch component, um, again, so it's commission free. So we don't, Supply the merch. We don't fulfill the merch. It's up to the artists or the managers to. Same with CD, vinyl. Same with CD, vinyl. Find their suppliers and gotcha. fulfillment, things like that. However, um, within all this news of Pledge Music and then with our announcements, I could say we've had over a half dozen conversations with various merch fulfillment companies and uh, there will be an integration with one or more before. Fair enough before the end of the year so that it's a lot mm -hmm. easier to plug in directly with one of these types of companies to then manufacture and fulfill and store uh, merch. Again, looking at those, those artists that, you know, are sort of mid-level, maybe on a major indie, indie label that, you know, they're not going to be printing labels at home kind of thing and, and shipping it out um, to make their lives easier if they're using Bandzoogle to connect directly with merch fulfillment. So that's, that's one thing we're, we're working okay. on. Okay. Um, and the other thing is, of course, we have our built-in mailing list, and you can create custom groups. So anyone that's contributing to crowdfunding, you can, you know, add them to those groups. However, uh, we do want to improve that messaging so that you can dial it down even further to uh, the different tiers that people have. Uh, gotcha. To. Um, so that's not something that's available right now, but it is something that we're discussing just to make that level, uh, that level of communication even more detailed and yeah. precise so that you're talking to people who contributed at the hundred dollar level I understood <laughs> let, let, yeah. let, let me let me ask you a, a question about i don't the, the the operation of the crowdfunding on banzoogle so we're, we're 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 all familiar with everybody else you have to reach you have to set a goal and reach a goal in order to get all of the funds some of the funds released in pledges case you hit a goal you get X amount released, and then you have to release your digital good, and then you get the remaining funds released. You know, it's, it, it, we, we're all familiar with that concept. 
is your crowdfunding still the same way or is it sort of hey if, if you only fund a hundred bucks you got a hundred bucks and that's it it's yours you know how does it work on on Banzoogle? Yeah, it's another really great question. Um, so we don't get involved in the transactions, right? So we don't touch them. We don't want to touch them. We don't want to get involved. It, it's a relationship between the artists and their fan directly. So oh, wow, That's it's different. it's really up to yeah, it's very different, and it really we view it as similar to a pre-order. It's obviously a more complex pre-order, <laughs> but the concept is the same. So if an artist, and because a lot of times, so the biggest difference, one of the biggest differences is that a fan is not going to create an account with Banzoogle to contribute to a crowdfunding campaign. They're just going to pay the artist directly. They will likely not even know Banzoogle's powering that artist's website because if you're on our pro plan, it doesn't even say Banzoogle anywhere on the site. There's no little tiny footer link saying powered by Banzoogle. So we're not involved in the fan between the fan and the artist, we're only involved between the artist and ourselves. And so it's really trust between the musician. And we've had artists, some of our members actually enter the haggis specifically ask us like, what are you guys going to do if like an artist runs a $50,000 campaign and then, you know, closes, closes their website and then disappears. Like, you know, we'll do our best to track them down, but if they want to ruin their careers (laughs) by doing something like that, that's on them, and that's really it's really again between the fan and the artist, and the fan has your ways through Stripe, PayPal, their credit card company, bank to you know um, to deal with that. But our terms of service are very much like we're giving you the tools, and it's your responsibility to fulfill. If if an artist buys your CD, we're tr- it's up to you to send that CD to them or make sure they get that CD. Um, with all digital stuff, it's automated, obviously. So um, once it's released, it's released. But again, we're not involved in making sure that the goal is met or that only a certain amount of money is released. That you know, if once you reach these certain stages of the campaign, it's really, you know, as you're getting gotcha. So 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 ba- ba- basically, the artists can set a goal of ten thousand dollars and if they only hit seventy five hundred great it's seventy five hundred dollars is theirs and they have to they have to manage that so when when the funds come in when some fan comes in and says i want to i want to support you does the money immediately go through to the artist yeah wow that's nice yeah yeah, it's a pre it's a pre-sale essentially. So the 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 music the, the fan That's a good is, analogy, I guess. Is yeah, it's pre-ordering a vinyl or pre-ordering that custom t-shirt or that signed lyric yeah. book or whatever the case might be. Um, <clears throat> and then again it's that trust factor, the artist then has to deliver on it because the payment has been made and payment goes immediately. Payment goes immediately. Yeah. So if the artist so if the artist doesn't, doesn't deliver on, then on that promise of the promise, it's up to the artist. Hold on, Dave. I was getting yeah, a lot got of really noisy there for a second. A lot of static, all of a sudden. And it's, I think it's your voice, Dave. Um, oh, is that right? Oh, there it's clear now. It's clear but now. it got really noisy yeah. there for a second. Okay. So maybe getting, just uh, try that that last paragraph. Sorry, um, I thought you were like vehemently disagreeing with me. No, 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 no. I didn't want to get too far down the road. And it's like, oh, I can't That's understand bullshit, what you were Dave. saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're lying, man. <laughs> Um, no, con- um, continue. Yeah, there's a pretty big storm here, so that might be affecting uh, yeah. 
the connection up here, but um, yeah, so it's really, we view it as a, as a, as a really more complex pre-order. So if a fan pre-orders one of those items, whether it's an experience or a signed item or unique item, they pay for it. The money goes from their bank account or, or credit card directly to the artist. The artist receives the funds immediately without delay. If the artist doesn't fulfill that, then it's really between the fan and the artist. So, We've had cases, we've been around for 15 years, we've been powering e-commerce for almost 10. We've had cases where a fan bought an album, a CD, and figured out that the artist was had their website through Bandzoogle and contacted our support team saying, hey, this artist, like I gave them my 20 bucks and they never sent the CD. So we couldn't even refund that if we wanted to because, again, we don't get involved in that financial transaction. Yeah. But what we can do is contact the artist and be like, Hey man, <laughs> like your fan. Clean, never clean up your act here. <laughs> clean up your act. Like we can, we can very just like, Hey, we got this message. This is between you and your fan, but you need to either refund their money or fulfill, but we can't, again, our terms of service protect us and protect, you know, okay. the artist, but we, we don't have the power or the authority or the legal right, or even the access to get involved in that financial transaction. So again, you know, the yeah. artist, if they don't fulfill their their crowdfunding campaign, if they don't raise enough, let's say they had set a $10,000 goal, like you said, Michael, and they, they raised 7500 and all of a sudden, uh, it's not enough to do like the deluxe vinyl. Yeah. The people yeah, who pay for the deluxe vinyl, they need to either refund the money or figure out with them what a suitable resolution will be um, between them and either refund the money right away or refund gotcha. part of the money and give them the regular version of the vinyl because they didn't raise enough to do the whole thing. So there's a lot... There's a lot more, I would say, and you can view this as a good thing or a bad thing because there's, there's trade-offs, but there's a lot more responsibility on the artist because they're really managing that, all of the e-commerce aspect and all Got the it. money directed to their fans. There's no platform getting in, in between it. So, you know, there's a lot of responsibility, but they're also getting all the money and it's all immediate. So, right. you know, yeah. there, there's there's that trade-off. Trade is yeah. it, Dave, is it... <clears throat> Is it possible for uh, an artist who's got their own website somewhere else, does everything else somewhere else, but loves your crowdfunding nugget, can mm -hmm. they just jump into Banzoogle and just use the crowdfunding for their project and continue to use everything else, or do they have to you know, do a full website with you? And How, how does that work? Another great question. And, you know, in the announcement, uh, Bruce, you know, Hypot did an exclusive announcement of the crowdfunding uh, yeah. feature. And there was one line in that announcement <laughs> that's just towards the bottom because he wanted to clarify with us that very question. What if I have my website somewhere else? Can I still use the crowdfunding features on Banzoogle? And the answer is yes. Oh. Um, we wow. don't necessarily promote that. Um, we would love for musicians to use the full capabilities of our platform from design to email to e-commerce and everything in between. However, if you want to pay 20 bucks a month and just point a subdomain to the page, the crowdfunding page you create on Banzoogle, to us, it's kind of all the same. You're giving us this, all our entire, you know, platform and business models that it's a monthly subscription you can uh, pay for annual and you get a few months free um but it's that monthly subscription so you get 
and we're constantly trying to add more value, especially to that pro plan sure, level, the 20 bucks sure. a month, that, you know, if you want to pay that 20 bucks a month and just use a limited feature set and not build your website and not run your mailing list and all that, but just set up the crowdfunding page template and add your content and run it through your own website. But then when you click on the crowdfunding page on your website, it takes you to something that you've skinned to match the design of your, your current right. website. You can do that. You, you can do that. You will never hear us. You'll probably never see us blog about it or promote it on social media. Here I am talking. You guys got it out of me on this. this well, but, but, but you know, as, as, as you know, my thought as you were explaining crowdfunding, I'm like, all right, this, you know, how could an artist do this? Well, the reality is you go sign up at Banzoogle. You don't build a full-fledged website there. You build one page, a crowdfunding page. No different than if you went to Pledge Music, you know, last year right. and said, I want to do this. I'm building my crowdfunding <clears throat> over here. So, and and you've just confirmed that is how you do it. I mean, and, and I'm always looking at it, looking at services that way. It's like, how can I, you know, either game the system or find the way the features can be used that aren't advertised? But you're right. You just go create a, a Banzoogle monthly account. And you build a one-page website that is nothing more than crowdfunding. When you're crowdfunding, really sorry to cut you off. It's actually really easy to do that because when you're first going through, there's like a three-step uh, site builder process when you sign up for a free trial. You can choose multi-page or one-page, and then on the one-page, you can choose the crowdfunding template immediately. There so you then go. that's then you're 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 set. And well, Dave, it, it's a one-page. Gotcha. crowdfunding website and then you go through whoever you've registered your domain with you create the subdomain, subdomain and point, and point. It. yeah perfect easy well dave listen we, we only have a, a another minute Be, before we we cut you loose and we'd love to have more conversations with you can you talk just really briefly about if, if i sign up i'm an artist and i do this what kind of data can i get from banzoogle yeah that's a great question so um you can connect to Google Analytics through our reports tab. Uh, that's one option. We also have the option of you can um, use our built-in analytics. So all the basic website stuff is there, traffic, uh, where it's coming from, referral links, all that. Um, but then we add, if you're using our music players, selling merch and music through our store features, using our mailing list, we combine all that data. You can see on heat maps globally, like where your streams and sales are coming from, where your mailing list members are from, and you can start putting that together to help with booking tours and all that fun. Like I mentioned before, Derek Webb uses that data, couples it with streaming data, maybe some social data. Pine the Sky wish list for me um, is to build on that report section and be able to pull in those other types of data that we don't necessarily power internally at Banzoogle, but like the social stuff, gotcha. stuff, things like that. I would love to see that. It's been discussed very informally. Um, I'm hoping maybe next year uh, we can uh, take a look at that. But uh, you can get quite a lot of data um, right there in the dashboard, either, either that we're supplying or uh, you can connect straight to Google Analytics, but um, you can geolocate your mailing list members, for example. There's a, there's a lot you can do with the data there, but I actually would say that there's there's so much more potential there, and as you mm -hmm. guys know and talk about, data is so important, and you sure. know that, so it's it's um, it's something that uh, we're I, we're doing a complete revamp of the mailing list feature later this year, 
it's our next big project. Um, and data is a big part of that discussion that will flow into other projects as well. Gotcha. And, 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 and I want to mention for all of our listeners, Dave and Banzugo were, were great enough to create a promo promo code special offer for, for all of our viewers and all of our listeners. So if you guys head over to Banzugo.com, um, first of all, you can get a 30-day free trial when you sign up. But if you put in the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So, you know, even if you want to use it just for one feature set, this promo code will work for you as well. So I encourage everybody to go over there and check it out. Absolutely. Because I think it's important to say it's not an all-or-nothing platform. You you are not no, required it's, it's... to use everything there. <laughs> you can only use one feature if that's all you need. You're not, and as I'm, it's, it brings up such a great point because as I'm having discussions with with you guys and Bruce from Hypebot and, and others in the industry, as we improve our tool set, as we you know, launch crowdfunding, we've got another big. I keep teasing, but we've got another big direct fan feature coming out later this summer. As we revamp our mailing list tools, we know that there's there are artists on indie labels, major indies, even major labels that would love to use some of those tools but they, they have their websites already. Yeah. And so we're more conscious of, you guys obviously remember Topspin and how sure. how their functionality worked. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think Banzig will ever go to that degree of really breaking out the feature specifically, but um, because of Bruce's question last month, we actually made it easier, the subdomain process easier on our end, <laughs> just All in right. case our artists great. did want to. So it is a great point to bring up. And as we keep talking to guys like you, like you guys, um, it informs our decisions internally to make things a little bit easier for um, for you know all musicians at all levels to use the platform for for how they want to you know uh, work their careers. Awesome, yeah, that's great, Dave, Dave. This was this was great. I'm I'm glad we got to catch up. Um, I was really eager to get your take on the new crowdfunding efforts because obviously, again, with things where they stand in the pledge music world. Um, the concept of crowdfunding is still very strong and very solid. It's just, it was implemented, it was a bad business practice, basically, on Pledge Music's part. It wasn't a failure in the concept of crowdfunding. So yeah. um, I'm a big fan. Jay, Jay's a big Me fan. Too. We love the idea of crowdfunding, and I'm glad to see somebody step up in the music space to create a music crowdfunding platform. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing a big kind of integration with one of my artists through Banzoogle. So if you're open to it, every, you know, I may give you a little report cards on things that were really intuitive, maybe some areas, not mm -hmm. so much, but I'm, I'm really excited to kind of get in there and kick the tires. Oh, wouldn't, much appreciated. We actually, we welcome, like we, we keep an eye on any mentions of Manzoogle online. And when someone has a complaint, if they're doing it in a constructive way, right. um, we always want to know, okay, where did you have an issue? What do you think could be easy? What, yeah. what would you like to see added? We're always asking Great. our members, people in the industry, like take it for a test run. Let us know. What did you like? What did you not like? And we may be already addressing it. It might already be on our roadmap or we could add it to our roadmap. We're that's one thing yeah. about being a smaller company. We're kind of nimble and we can 
address things like the crowdfunding issue in a more timely way than than other companies. So I would love to hear your feedback, positive, awesome. negative, in between. Yeah, I would definitely appreciate that. You'll get it. Dave, thanks so much for joining <laughs> thanks us thanks today. For, we really for appreciate joining it. joining us, and we encourage everybody, go check out bandzoogle.com, get your 30-day trial, throw in the Music Biz Weekly promo code, and get 15% off. Absolutely. That's nice, it, everybody. Guys. Music Biz Weekly podcast. We are out of here until next week. <laughs>